the advent of the lord from heaven simeon this man was righteous and devout and the holy spirit was upon him and it had been revealed to him by the holy spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the lord's christ luke chapter 2 25 and 26 at the time of the first advent we are told by luke that there were some who had the revelation in spirit and by the holy spirit that the coming of the long expected christ was at hand only two are mentioned by the evangelist simeon and anna simeon is described as one with the holy spirit upon him therefore open to the teaching and revelation of the spirit and anna as one who was given up to prayer night and day worshiping god in spirit and truth so that she too was so open to the teaching and revelation of the spirit that at the very hour simeon recognized the advent of the christ in the babe brought to the temple anna came up and joined in the thanksgiving and then spoke of him to others who were looking for the coming of the lord luke 2:36 to 38 many centuries had passed since the prophets of israel had rung out to israel god's promises of a messiah many debates had taken place by scholars studying the old testament scriptures as to when and how the christ would come matthew 2:4 to 6 in the afflictions and trials that israel passed through nationally and personally the hope of the nation had slowly become fixed upon the promised messiah the fact that he would come no one in israel doubted but the gentile world outside of the people of god thought little and cared less about it it was only when he grew frightened lest his temporal power should be affected by the advent of this king that herod eagerly questioned the chief priests and scribes of israel as to what they knew of his coming who knew the first advent but versed in the old testament scriptures as they were the scholars and leaders of the people were not in the secret when the coming one really came who knew in addition to the wise men from the east and the immediate ones concerned in the advent of the son of god a man righteous and devout with the holy spirit upon him and an aged woman given up to night and day prayer an abnormal life in truth but a ministry of prayer given of god to prepare for recognition of and a welcome for his son how did simeon know that the hour of the coming was nigh it had been revealed to him by the holy spirit that he should not see death before simeon was given a personal revelation by the spirit concerning himself he should not see death before the scholars of israel were agreed that the time was at hand and they had come to their conclusions from study of the written word but they failed to recognize the christ when he came and eventually they crucified him their mental knowledge of the scriptures and their expectation of a messiah at hand did not save them from being shut out from the blessings of his coming the parallel with the events of the present time is striking and deepening the conviction the conviction that the advent message sent out in our december issue is truly a message from god let us look more clearly into the parallel one the personal revelation of the truth about the imminence of the coming 
Many students of the scriptures at the present are agreed that the second advent lies upon the near horizon. Their conclusions are based upon careful and minute study of the word and while many disagree in detail, the majority are at one in the imminence of the Lord's appearing. But if the Lord had some at the time of the first advent to whom he revealed by the Spirit that they personally should see it, will he not in this time of the widespread working of the Holy Spirit have some, yea many, who will have the same personal assurance in the Spirit that it will occur in their lifetime and even be closely at hand? The Parallel of the Present Time to see the vital importance of this fact, let us examine again how the translation message to the church has now come. Let us note, 1. It was not given by a supernatural presentation to the mind, which is one of the ways in which deceiving spirits give counterfeit revelations. 2. It was not a supernatural voice speaking to the outward ear, nor speaking in an inner voice, also a mode of revelation easily counterfeited by the deceiving spirits. 3. It was not an impression supernaturally given and needing to be interpreted according to the measure of discernment of the receiver, such impressions also being a frequent mode of deceptive spirits misleading believers. 4. It did not come from outside as from scholastic knowledge absorbed unknowingly by the mind through reading or by conversation. 5. It was not a momentary revelation by a moment's illumination or a momentary flash to the mind. How then did it come from the Spirit of God into the Spirit of the Messenger as an influx of Spirit such as is described in Acts 4.8 when it is said, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said, He, the Spirit of God, came into the Spirit of the Messenger with an influx or a flatus of the translation Spirit by which the fact of the Lord's imminent appearing became realized by Him, apart from all the various methods we have referred to. In other words, we are describing what Paul calls the witness of the Spirit, that is, the Spirit witnesses with our spirit that we are children of God. In brief, we know that we know we are the sons of God, partaking of His nature. Who can describe this divine witness to those who have never had it? Is it not a divine revealing of our sonship, a divine revealing of our heavenly inheritance? And cannot the same Spirit reveal with all the force of His own witness that the Lord of glory is at hand? 2. The personal preparation of believers to whom the Spirit of God can reveal in spirit the imminence of the coming. If God needed an Anna given up to the abnormal life of worshipping with fastings and supplications night and day to prepare for the coming one, <coughs> can he not prepare believers capable of being thus separated unto God? for prayer at the close of the present age? What did Anna do with the claims of the age in which she lived? Has God no elect today burdened to cry day and night unto him, that the elect may be eased from their adversary? Must the God of the Bible conform his ways to the age spirit of the 20th century? Or is the present age not rushing headlong into a time of trouble unprecedented in the history of the world, 
driven by its prince to mad recklessness heedless of the call of god of the bible the response to the advent message and now as to the response to the advent message has it been met with a confirming in the spirit in other spirit taught believers has there been and is there now the unction of the holy spirit upon it blessed be god yes we will briefly point out three aspects of the effect of the message as confirming its source from god and fulfilling his purposes one to the world at large two to those prepared of god for it three on of on the satanic forces of evil one the world has heard the warning that is vast numbers in the western world had the message been sent out in a time of peace it is possible it would have gained no hearing but in the overruling of god it was issued at a moment when the secular papers were open to print the message a message moreover which was not prepared and held back for what appeared the suitable moment to make known to the world but which was given and sent forth by the leading of god at the precise moment god knew the people would read it when the church is caught away therefore vast numbers of people will recognize the cause two the watching believers prepared of god have joyfully recognized the message and there are increasing tokens of its awakening from a large number of letters received from god's people we gather that the message is being read in many churches workers say that it is tinging all their messages with an urgency hitherto lacking workers say that as they give it forth there is special unction upon it others say <coughs> that they are filled with joy as they witness to the truth from a sheaf of letters we cull the following i do praise god that the long expected translation message has at last appeared in the overcomer i praise god that his holy spirit has revealed these very precious truths to my spirit so i can rejoice to see that mr evan roberts has been guided so very accurately accurately by the holy spirit i perfectly agree with what is written in war on the saints again i thank you in the master's name for your faithful message to the church our little mission church has thanked god many times for your message it has helped to strengthen their faith in the return of our savior and they have brought you before the throne of grace many times since they have seen it i have a brother who has only been married a few months he was greatly taken up with your message so he took it home and read it to his wife when he had read it she began to cry so he asked her what she was crying for and she said that if christ were to come he would be taken and she would be left behind he told her they could put that right there and then so down they got on their knees and she accepted christ as her savior i cannot express how deeply stirred stirred and moved in spirit i have been with december's overcomer my spirit is just filled with praise never have i received a message from god more definitely than this the imminence of his return it seems all light joy and liberty and victory now my heart leapt up with joy in reading the message of this month's overcomer the overcomer this month comes like a glorious burst of sunshine like a clarion call from heaven 
I cannot express a fraction of the joy and liberty of spirit that has come to me in reading God's message. For some time past, I have had a quiet assurance that I should escape death and meet the Lord in the air. I want to send you a line to let you know how my heart has been stirred by the message in the Christian regarding our Lord's return. I have for years had an impression that you would have just such a message to give to God's people and now it has come. It will be a great incentive to holiness and diligence in soul winning. No words can tell you how our spirits are rejoicing and praising God for His message through this month's Overcomer. It is glorious and so blessed for the multitudes who will be compelled to flock to His standard in the last days. I am almost speechless with praise this morning as a result of my dear brother Evan Roberts' message to the church. I got it three years ago and it has never been damped for a moment. It has been a truth that has made my work and ministry a living thing. And everywhere I have gone for those past three years, I have had no message that the Lord so owned and blessed as that of the imminent coming of the Lord for His saints. <clears throat> the set three, the satanic forces have been stirred to the very depths of active opposition. This is the strongest evidence of all exterior tokens. The message came out at the time of a very roar of hell, nay, fury and rage, but feebly described their workings. True to his nature as the father of lies, the dragon poured out a flood of lies directly and indirectly in the hope of quenching and nullifying the message. The rage of the dragon behind the multitude betokens, betokens the power of the message, even as in the hour and power of darkness at Calvary. The roar of the people moved by the massed forces of the air betokened a vast issue in the unsealed, unseen realm, unknown to the flesh and blood, who were the instruments of the rage of the foe. This is enough for all who look for the appearing. The rage is not to be wondered at, seeing that the imminent coming of the Lord means the translation of the saints and the ultimate reigning with the Lord. It means a change of government with no interregnum in the unseen realm. The monarchy of the air will be cast down as the translated saints go up to meet their Lord. Therefore, therefore the dragon has great rage, for his time is short.